0: Okay, assalamualaikum. Uh, Miss Eza Mahmud. Yes, <laughs> Waalaikumsalam. Alhamdulillah,
1: ya so much. Terima kasih daun keladi putuk
0: pisang dan It's great yeah, we, we, we're always happy to have you here on the show um, it's, it's great that that you went all the way to Cardiff Dan anda masih tidak lupa Masih tidak lupa asal-usul anda Kata benda tentang pisang apa semua tu macam like, Wow <laughs> Saya pun uh, mungkin kurang kenal uh, tentang itu Tapi tak apa uh, Even though you are far away It feels that you are yes. very close to us Kerana sekarang kita akan mengadakan satu sesi yang sangat istimewa tonton penonton semua sekalian uh-huh. di mana saya dan Ezra our special guest for today akan berbicara mengenai sebuah filem dari yep. Brazil yes, iaitu well, bukan saja sebuah filem tapi dua buah filem dari Brazil yang berjudul Elite Squad dan Elite Squad, Elite
2: Squad The
0: Enemy 2. Within The yes. Enemy
2: Within
0: Actually of, The official title tu Dia tak ada tulis tu tau So You know It's, it's You can <laughs> You can You can look at it Whichever way around Ada sebabnya um, Dan kita mm-hmm. Mungkin akan Menyelam Isu tersebut Dalam rakaman ini But for now yeah. I just wanted to Just to get the ball Rolling Untuk episode yeah. ini uh, Ezra, awak ada tulis Sebuah review Tentang <laughs> filem berjudul <laughs> Trash Ya uh, yeah. yang dibintangi Jack. oleh Wagner, Wagner. Moura. <laughs> dan I
1: oh, I'm a fan girl. So, yep, Wagner
2: Moura.
0: Ya, Wagner Moura juga seorang pelakon Brazil yang mungkin kali pertama beliau terkenal ada dia terserlah sebagai seorang pelakon dalam filem Elite Squad dan Elite Squad yang kedua. Kenapa awak tengok filem Trash dan mm-hmm and and talk to us a bit about the BAFTA student membership as i'm quite jealous <laughs> of that oh <laughs>
1: uh, okay uh, okay to kenapa saya memilih untuk review film trash yes eh, sebelum tu um, okay siapa-siapa sahaja di uh, united kingdom ataupun di area sini scotland Ireland, wales um, yang mempelajari ilmu perfilman
0: atau dan northern ireland juga ya Bukan, oh, eh?
1: I, yes, exactly. Jangan
0: lupa tu, dia dia agak kasar <laughs> di sana. They might come oh, and okay. and shoot you down in cardio or something. So, <laughs> but okay, so, that's it's another it's story. Okay. Yes, continue. Sorry.
1: Tapi yes, so, uh, kalau kita study per study filem media TV radio, um, tapi lebih kepada TV dan filem lah. Uh, kita boleh apply untuk jadi student membership uh, untuk BAFTA British Academy of uh, BS <laughs> Theatre and Film Arts. Jadi Alright. siapa yang apply membership BAFTA tu dia ada banyaklah lah jenis uh, Practitioner punya membership Yang macam siapa yang boleh jadi ahli Untuk BAFTA punya voting Kalau kat Malaysia kita boleh Relatifkan uh, dengan dua benda Dia macam BAFTA Macam finance kat Malaysia And also BAFTA macam uh, G- Creative industry guild, Macam sebut okay. <laughs> Tapi ada yeah. satu si C- ah yang masih baru lagi sebab saya ingat waktu dekat UiTM time tu I'm sure you were there also yang uh, ada 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 apa? officer dari Finas datang untuk introduce that scheme untuk membantulah yeah. dan memberi macam mana kelebihan kepada practitioner filem.
0: Ya yeah, so, saya pakatkan
1: ni kan.
0: Uh. Yeah, ya sebenarnya saya rasa apa yang awak maksudkan adalah the Creative Contents Industry Guild ya, yeah? the CCIG. Yeah yang yes, yes. memang ada datang dan uh, buat macam membership drive lah dengan student-student yang ada dekat Vita pada masa itu dan juga mungkin di fakulti filem yang lain yang sewaktu uh. dengannya di seluruh Malaysia. Jadi saya tidak tahu sebenarnya secara lebih khususnya apakah peranan yang dimainkan oleh CCIG ini tetapi um, mungkinlah mungkin kita boleh buat research secara lebih mendalam untuk episod yang lain and we can discuss it in the future. But yes, um continue.
1: Yes and uh as, uh, banyaklah benefit yang kita akan dapat Kalau kita jadi uh, BAFTA members ni Tapi untuk student eksklusifnya um, Sewaktu so macam ada BAFTA award uh, Akan ada macam free ticket Ataupun untuk pergi ke Macam BAFTA screening uh, Dan untuk ke London untuk, dia, dia selalu macam akan anda, ada um, Email invite Untuk tengok screening Jumpa dengan uh, para pelakon uh, Para Macam mana dar pengarah filem dan macam ada masterclass macam wacana seni hmm. <laughs> sama you icon ada tapi kat sini uh, anjuran BAFTA okay. dan yang
0: dan yang sorry
1: dan yang menariknya dan yang, yang sebenarnya antara benda utama juga lah yang saya <laughs> saya rasa se, se, uh, sebab saya apply BAFTA ni sebab dia bagi tiket wayang free Okay. Oh, saya
0: rasa, saya rasa Alright, okay. So, okay. so, you you managed to watch uh you uh, you you at the very least uh, Anda berkebolehan untuk menonton banyak filem Melayuan. Kenapa awak pilih filem trash?
1: Ah, uh, yes. Satu dan saya rasa um, saya tulis dekat dalam review tu juga sebab Wagner Mora pelakunya dan sebab saya memang selepas saya tengok Elite Squad, filem Elite Squad saya memang jatuh jatuh cinta. Uh, Sungguh lah dengan uh, Gaya lakonan Vekno like Mora Dan waktu scroll dekat IMDB tu nampak Oh, trash Ha, uh, klik lah trash tu Tiba-tiba eh Tu antara filem yang keluar tahun 2014-2015 Maksudnya filem baru lah Dan sebab oleh saya memang Pelanggan tetap Panggur wayang Dekat kawasan ni Jadi bila ada poster trash tu Terus rasa macam eh This is familiar Hmm. Jadi saya tengoklah trash uh, minggu lepas. Eh oh. bukan minggu lepas, maksudnya minggu a couple weeks ago and right after balik daripada ter uh, tengok trash tu. Terus saya rasa oh, I need to write it out. This is this is overwhelming. I, I just love it so much I need to write it out. So
0: That's great. Yeah. That's great. And we were very happy to have published your review on our website. Jadi bagi mereka yang ada masa, um, anda masih boleh Listen to this podcast But at the same time Open up a new tab On Google Chrome Ataupun on Firefox kapaka, And mm-hmm. click on the link Right? The link we will give In the show notes later So you guys can just um, Open that and then click on it And inshallah um Mewujudkan satu Conversation Atau discussion Mengenai film Trash sebut, eh? But yes. for now We're not going to be banging yeah. on about Trash We are going yes. to be talking about Elite Squad Right? Yes Now. Elite Squad. Secara ringkasnya, okay, pada awalnya, right, of course kita harus menjelaskan kepada mereka yang mungkin tidak begitu fasih dengan filem-filem ini. What What is Elite Squad? What is it all about?
1: Okay, saya cuba untuk saya cuba sedaya upaya untuk menghasilkan satu logline daripada Elite Squad ni, tapi rasa <laughs> tak berjaya jadi secara ringkasnya <laughs> sebab macam oh I need the character and then like a uh, goal and then what's here again tapi rasa macam tak cukup kalau nak, hmm. nak ceritakan betapa menarik indah unggulnya filem ni beyond hmm. apa yang saya rasa satu dia dah meletakkan satu standard yang sangat tinggi kepada um, film action thriller political yang saya percaya sangat best sebelum jadi secara ringkasnya um, Elite Squad adalah cerita mengenai eh, cerita kepolisan berdasarkan kepolisan um, di Brazil dan siapa yang tinggal di Brazil ataupun familiar dengan uh, institusi macam masyarakat dan kepolisan di Brazil ni sedia maklum akan korupsi yang berlaku uh, di dalam ruang lingkup kepolisan. Jadi cerita Elite Squad ni bergerak dengan uh, mengikuti Watak utama uh, Wagner, yang dilakonkan oleh uh, Wagne Moura, Kapten uh, Nascimento. Hmm. Tak tahu dia nak buat aksi Brazil tapi
0: Na- Na- Nascimento. <laughs> uh, Nascimento. M- m- mungkin mungkin <laughs> tak <Okay>. tahu Ta- <laughs> tapi itu nama dia lah Kapten Nascimento dan dilakonkan okay. sebagai dia yang dekat oleh Ezra tadi Wagne Moura, okey. Uh, teruskan. Okay.
1: Jadi um, apa yang berlaku ialah uh, watak ni sebenarnya uh, Watak yang Saya rasa Watak yang sangat pentinglah Dalam menggerakkan cerita Kerana uh, Okay Bayangkan uh, Institusi kepolisan Yang dipenuhi dengan Polis-polis yang sangat uh, Korup Dan Macam ah, mana Korupsi lah Korup polis hmm. And then uh, Ada satu cabang uh, Kepolisan yang dipanggil POPE Yep Bop. <coughs> Maksudnya Dalam bahasa Brazilnya Batalio Di operasi Polis espesialis.
0: Okey. I, I don't know whether you are saying that correctly eh. tapi saya rasa accent awak tu eh. mungkin dah awak dah uh, selangkah ke Brazil ya. Ha uh, mungkin. Okay,
1: saya, <laughs> saya cuba saya try Google Translate tapi bunyi still tak sama.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: jadi uh, a okay. jadi secara dia macam SWAT team buat Brazil lah. Jadi hmm. apa yang dia buat ialah satu uh, oleh sebab dia uh, nak berperang dengan a uh, Kes dia orang buat filem ni shoot dekat uh, Brazil Dan yang kawasan yang dipenuhi dengan um, kartel-kartel dadah yang sangat kuat Dan it, kartel-kartel ni dah macam pegang tempat tu Jadi bukan saja uh, Oleh sebab dia orang dah pegang tempat tu Polis-polis yang korup tu juga bekerjasama dengan kartel dadah Jadi apa yang B.O.P.E ni, B.O.P.E ni buat Ialah uh, membanteras benda tu Jadi dari uh, Dari macam dari, dari, mana? Lebih
0: membesar lebih gerul
2: lah
0: secara so, cerita dia basically the police are fighting violence with even more violence right, um, right. ok so itu satu uh, ulasan yang, yang ringkas mengenai hmm. sinopsis filem Elite Squad yang pertama ini ok yep. ianya diterbitkan hmm. pada tahun 2007 dan diarahkan oleh sutradara dari Brazil Jose Padilla alright it's uh, a it's a semi-fictional account of uh, Bob, alright. Yeah. Uh, ini yeah. juga berdasarkan sebuah buku yang telah ditulis oleh dua orang bekas uh, ahli polis uh, Bob Squad ini lah, Andre Batista yes. dan Rodigro Pimentel, okay. Dan dalam penulisan buku ini, uh, penulis-penulis buku ini sebenarnya telah diberi uh, aksi tegas oleh uh, kerajaan kerana mereka menganggap buku ini sebagai sesuatu yang boleh menindaskan lagi, okay, persepsi orang ramai kepada okay. pihak polis lah, alright. So sebelum filem ini diterbitkan, bon, okay, ada dah ada sebuah buku dan hmm. ada buku yang yang lebih memberi satu persepsi mengenai uh, anggota polis yang uh, violent, anggota polis yang keras, yang uh, sering diterima di, um, wang dan sebagainya, okay. Hmm uh we we're going to get to that in a short while. Kerana ini memang ada satu faktor. Ini adalah satu faktor kenapa filem Elite Squad ni sangat berjaya bukan saja di Brazil okay. tapi di seluruh Amerika Selatan dan juga di beberapa tempat lain di di dunia ini, right? Uh one of the places okay. it was successful at was at the 2008 Berlin International Film Festival. okay fi- exactly. di the festival filem ini ianya dianugerahkan uh, anugerah yeah. Terunggul sekali, right? iaitu The Golden Bear. Basically, this film was the best, officially, the best film at the 2008 Berlin International Film Festival. Tapi yang paling menarik yeah. bagi saya adalah, pertama yeah. kali pertama kan saya tengok filem ni, lepas tu, usually I, after watching a film, saya akan pergi ke internet, lepas tu saya google lah, saya tengok dekat IMDB dan Wikipedia dan beberapa sumber maklumat yang berlainan dan sebagainya. Ini saja anugerah yang dimenang di... Uh, festival filem terbangse di mana mana di dunia, and I thought that it's, it's, so, it's so strange that the only award it won at one of the major film festivals in the world, right? Especially within the European context. Kalau kita kata tentang festival filem di dunia ni ada ada beberapa di Asia, Eropah dan dan um, Amerika Utara dan sebagainya, right? North America, am I right?
2: <laughs> right? Yeah.
0: yeah. And sedang so konteks Europe, Berlin, Venice, Cannes. You know, maybe a few others, right? London yeah. is not even in the same uh, category, if you like. Okay, So, yeah. it's, it's officially the best film at one of the elite film festivals in the world. And yet, it yeah. won nothing else. Uh, probably mm-hmm. was screened, but it certainly won nothing else anywhere else in the world, um, as mm-hmm. far as I know. Okay, And Peter Bradshaw, The Guardian, dalam yeah. ulasan beliau, beliau telah mm-hmm. menulis bahawa ini adalah... The most disappointing film ever To have won the golden bear Slum porn, gun porn And poverty porn All knocked off from the Influential favela masterpiece City of God Okay, now uh, yes. There are two things I want to say about this Yang pertama, saya rasa macam sekarang ni Kita dah tiba di satu uh, Saat di dalam sejarah yes. Di mana kalau ada banyak saja Tentang sesuatu tu, kita akan, gata, kita, akan kita akan samakan uh, kelebihan itu dengan perkataan porn there's a slum porn so macam kalau ada banyak pistol it's gun porn dan kalau ada banyak orang miskin dan sebagainya poverty porn and what not I, I don't know how and why we got to this point but <laughs> bagi saya perkataan porn tu agak agak kuat lah tapi tapi tak takpe right? so that's the one point I want, I want to make but number two okay all knocked off from the Influential Favela Masterpiece, City of God okay, Dia membandingkan filem ini dengan filem City of God Dan bagi pendapat beliau, ianya cuba hanya menggambarkan apa yang kita dah nampak dalam filem tersebut uh, Esa, awak dah tengok City of God kan? Ya, Alright. saya baru tengok City of God semalam <laughs> Baru tengok City
1: of God? <laughs> Memang saya prepare sebab macam uh, City of God keeps on because I subscribe to Netflix Dekat sini Tak ada TV Dan oh. <laughs> so, saya tengok and, uh, Saya cari Saya tengok yang The Elite Squad 2 Dekat Netflix And then Dia cembagi suggestion City of God Tapi kalau Kita buka IMDB pun Bila uh, Di dalam <coughs> Di bawah um, Recommended film Ataupun similar film Ada City of God Dan hmm. saya rasa menarik juga Sebab City of God Is the, the only so far After Elite Squad 1 and Edith Squad um, the, the the installment after that
2: hmm.
1: Yang yang uh, Film Brazil yang saya rasa Wujud <laughs> Bukan sebelum ni Saya saya tak sedia maklum dengan um, Film Brazil
2: hmm.
1: Action macam ni
2: hmm.
1: Yang dan Jadi saya tengok lah uh, City of God yang saya rasa Sangat Menarik dan memberi suruh pandang Yang uh, bertentangan uh, hmm. Dengan Elite Squad semestinya so, mestinya Dia, dia merupakan Dua filem yang ternyata Berbeza Dan uh, Direction Ataupun tujuan Filem tu pun Berbeza
2: Okay
0: Jadi saya rasa uh, Itulah Yeah of course They are yeah. made by Different directors Dan fokusnya Berlainan dan sebagainya Watak dia pun lain Ada similarities yeah. Tapi Mungkin Ini tidak begitu bagus Kalau kita nak samakan Segala ni kan Right So that's, that's something Good. to consider right? So this is a film that has been that, that has been um, winning some awards at least right so ada menang beberapa award tapi pada masa yang sama ia juga tidak begitu diterima secara keseluruhannya oleh orang yang tidak ada di dalam Brazil tetapi di dalam Brazil okay. <laughs> di dalam Brazil film ini sangat popular all right um, there's a couple of other points uh we just go down a couple of points from ni From the Golden Bear ni um, just, just so uh, the listeners know Saya ada sediakan beberapa points Right? Dalam show notes untuk digunakan sebagai panduan bagi episode ni. So yeah. uh, basically um, 2.4 million people saw this film in the cinemas in 2007 Which made it the most watched uh, Brazilian film In the cinemas that year Tetapi... Yeah. Uh, di antara tiga dan sebelas juta orang, right? Ikan is difficult to nom uh, to to discuss to discuss this because it's unofficial, right? Tapi di antara tiga dan sebelas juta orang telah menonton the pirated copy, right? The one that was leaked tiga bulan sebelum filem itu ditayangkan wow. di panggung wayang, right? So here we see an issue where piracy memainkan satu peranan yang sangat besar dalam penerbitan sebuah filem dan in this case the leak actually meant that people watched it before it was released yeah. in the cinema but even the people who watched it in the cinema it was more than enough to make it the most popular Brazilian film in the year 2007 okay. so this there's something about this film yang memang orang ramai suka Alright, um, bagi pendapat Ezra, alright,
2: yeah.
0: apa, apa pendapat anda tentang ini? Kenapa ramai sangat orang dah, yang dah te- mungkin dah tengok filem ni? Alright, <laughs> dia orang mungkin <laughs> dah tengok filem ni, but then dia yeah. macam, eh, let's go watch it again in the cinema, bro. Alright, <laughs> so they did oh, that. I Kenapa so. filem ini berjaya menarik perhatian orang ramai macam tu? Apa pendapat Ezra? Saya, saya rasa
1: pada pendapat saya kita boleh tengok benda ni dengan dua. Dua sudut pandang lah Sudut pandang pertama uh, Dari segi naratif dan ceritanya sahaja Kita boleh Kita tak lah pada saya macam Kalau saya duduk Brazil Dan saya rasa benda ni It's I, I had enough of this Corruption and Police and what not Jadi saya rasa macam Oh this is, this is it man This is Sometimes uh, Penonton suka bila macam Oh betul tu, betul tu Dia macam agree dengan apa yang filem tu cadangkan Ataupun film tu tunjukkan Ataupun film tu macam memberi suara kepada penonton hmm. dan itu adalah saya rasa oleh sebab tu di, dia jadi macam sangat dekat dengan penonton dia dah jadi dia dah jadi sebahagian daripada memori um, penonton macam re, re, recaptured revisiting, kita boleh tengok balik, mungkin sebab kita se- dan Brazil kalau apa yang saya faham daripada cerita-cerita ni pun populasi orang yang tinggal di favelas dan Orang yang tinggal di kawasan selam ni Ramai
2: hmm. Jadi
1: dan, dan pack kawasan tu Jadi tu pun dah memberi impak kepada um, pe- Orang yang menonton film ni Dan yang kedua Saya rasa cerita ni memang sangat uh, Standard dia saja dah sangat Lain uh, Macam daripada film biasa
2: hmm.
1: Dia Dia sangat menarik untuk ditonton Dan Cara yang Lebih kepada Cara filem ni dipersembahkan secara total. Kalau kita tengok um, dari cara gaya syuting dia, camera work dia, um, watak yang dibentuk, watak yang sangat macam 3D, watak yang watak manusia hmm. ada flaws, ada dia ada kelemahan dia, dia ada, mana you know, dia ada buttons yang kalau kita push memang dia break down Dia okay. ada dia dia character human yang betul.
0: Okay, yeah. kalau kalau kita katakan okay, just just to um, take up that point that you just raised there. Kalau kita yeah. melihat kepada Captain Nashimento secara lebih mendalam ya, apa kelemahan Captain Nashimento ni yang bagi Ezah menjadi satu kekuatan? Eh, uh, what what is what was the weakness and the flaw in the character that he was talking about? Ah, oh, okay. Dis, despite saya rasa dia
1: seorang macam lelaki maskulin sejati dalam kisah ni macam ini dia, dia stik <laughs> di- <laughs>
0: we're, 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 oh, we're not gonna get over that are we <laughs> <laughs> throughout this whole episode <laughs> uh, <laughs> anda hanya akan um, berkembang uh, <laughs> mengenai uh, fakta itu saja eh? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 tapi ya ya, t- uh, dan saya rasa kelemahan dia ialah bila dia cuba he's trying to he's going so hard on himself trying to Trying to be strong For everyone else Tetapi hmm. He is actually suffering um, Himself Okay Which is It's like Satu sebab He's a family man And ada babak Kalau kita tengok Dalam film tu Saya bukan nak bagi spoiler Tapi <laughs> Ada satu babak tu Bila dia ber- ber- berbual Ataupun dia bertembung lah Ada satu masa dia bertembung Dengan Isteri dia Dan hmm. Isteri pula pregnant Time tu hmm. Dan isteri dia cakap kata oh if I know this will happen sebab dia sibuk dan baik lambat dan um, hidupnya dirisikokan dengan setiap operasi yang dia pergi uh, jadi saya rasa, uh, dan isteri dia cakap kata, if I know saya tak sepatutnya I should be prepared no, I should not be pregnant dan saya rasa itu memang hit him hard
2: as hmm.
1: a as a man yang really wanting to provide and working so hard to put food on the table and uh Tapi Dan saya rasa itu adalah dilema dia Saya rasa itu Watak yang wat, Itu antara Satu perkara yang saya rasa menarik Sangat dalam kisah ni Like oh, Director sangat Subhanallah Cara diorang tulis Watak ni Watak yang Betul lah tak Dia tak Macam <laughs> nak sebut dia, Despite dia punya Dia cempur fact dengan imperfect
0: Hello Ezah Oh, we lost Ezra there. Okay, I tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a short break and that gives us a chance to pause as well uh, in case GarageBand decides to go crazy on us again. We're going to be right back after this, so don't go away. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And Ezra is back with us too. Hey, You were just talking about... Perfection through imperfection, and I guess the internet connection um, is <laughs> probably not all that perfect. But no worries, no worries. Um, no. We we are more than able to have a conversation all the same, right? You, but yes, uh, just picking up the point where you talked about earlier about about the perfection, and imperfection, the flaws in the characters. Mm-hmm. You were talking about Captain Ashimanto sebagai seorang lelaki <laughs> sejati, Because it's it, it's it's fine. Yeah. I I was just doing some research about this. we um, mm-hmm. Keluakian, can we talk about that? Yeah, is that? Is that the right word? Alright, um, ini sebenarnya for a lot of people, um, yeah. it is. I mean, it seems like an obvious point. Tetapi the fact is, um, orang lucky they want to provide dan mereka mm. nak dapatkan satu waris sekurang-kurangnya yang boleh menjalankan nama keluarga mereka, right? And in in mm. depending on the on the society and and the culture sometimes a preference is given to the male or to the female Okay, so it really depends but the the fact remains that it seems like a universal thing di mana mereka ingin ada anak dan ada waris dan at the same time provide in an economical way juga so we see in this film at least Captain Ashimento sebenarnya sebagai seorang watak yang semakin lama dia semakin I have to say gila and gila in the sense that he wants to do everything. He really wants to be Superman. But the fact is, he's not Superman. And that is the problem. So, we see this flaw in a lot of our heroes. Dalam, I always like to refer to Jack Bauer in the TV series 24. Because Jack, Jack Bauer, I love the show. I love the man But sometimes he's just plain stupid You know And some, Dia dah kena Dia dah kena tembak Beberapa banyak kali And then there's an explosion That just went off Somewhere nearby Apa semua Apa tu Kawan-kawan dia datang apa tu, check name Jack are you okay And it's so clear You know His face is sweaty but yeah. bloody Apa semua Apa tu, Tapi jawapan dia tetap Yeah I'm okay I'm okay <laughs> So Even if they are not Okay Even if they are nearly dead The answer yeah. still has to be I'm okay Alright And I think A bit of this syndrome Boleh kita Lihat dalam filem Elite Squad So yeah. I, I don't know why But Do you think This um, How can I say this This is becoming The kind of Masculinity Yang Cuba Dicapai Oleh orang ramai Untuk menjadi seorang Adiwira Tetapi gagal Kerana kita manusia What do you think Azza uh.
1: Interesting. Do you think so? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> saya cuba-cuba untuk sebab um this term I take the subject uh, new Hollywood for my studies here at sini. Mm-hmm. And last week uh, dalam class we talk about anti-hero, um the modernist hero. How lari sikit dari di topik, tapos saya cuba. Nah, okay. uh, no, Macam mana? Macam mana, <laughs> macam mana hero um uh, zaman classical Hollywood? bila mana hero-nya sangat proper nice craves pakai baju iron you know hmm. uh, cara cakap cara membawakan diri tapi belum masuk new Hollywood kalau kita tengok uh, the main street
2: hmm. uh,
1: ataupun tarea-tarea kupola, yep. uh, outman yep. contohnya yep. the conversation um, semuanya macam hero yang problematik. so kita ingat lah um, tetapi bila nak dibandingkan dengan um, the enemy within ni adalah a mix of both hero and anti hero uh, Balance I guess sebab dia di luaran dia masyaallah sangat macam ni gagah dan cuba untuk sentiasa berusaha untuk uh, depict a very strong persona and 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 bukanlah nak Create for, for people attention but like he actually macam excrete a very masculine vibe and people look up to that dan hmm. Saya rasa oleh sebab dia ketua juga dan itulah Okey. Saya rasa demi menjawab soalan saya.
0: Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I think I I think um oh, okay. Um I can hear my own voice. <laughs> From
1: your voice can
0: you your side. It, it is, yeah. Well, this is okay. interfere the recording a bit um but but just to nila, ah uh, Never mind just to yes. um ask you just one final question about that point Okay katakan kalau awak ada pilihan dalam calon awak calon suami lah right would you <laughs> Putting aside everything right <laughs> dan katakan kalau dia bukan Wagner murah right um, <laughs> mana tahu mana tahu dia masuk islam jadi mohammad wagner apa-apa right <laughs> Muhammad Wagner bin Abdullah.
2: Sudah
0: ramai, sudah masih selamat. Wagner Abdullah.
2: <laughs> uh,
0: anyways, okay. Awak ada dua pilihan. Seorang itu adalah uh, seorang lelaki itu, alright? Pilihan A. He is the white collar guy, the, the 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 proper classic Hollywood hero yang awak kata baju dia iron semua dia whatnot, right? And then mm-hmm, yeah. lelaki dua adalah the new Hollywood hero, so to speak, right? The 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 anti-hero, the the hero who is not perfect but mm. imperfect, right? A bit like yeah. Captain Nascimento. Which hmm. one do you think you would go for? I'll definitely go for the second one. <laughs> oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, oh, interesting. Like um, it's always. I think it's always um, it's always a good thing to be yourself. Bukan nak kata yang creeps hero di. Macam ni macamana? <laughs> like classical Hollywood hero, tapi it's some very idealistic. Hmm. And it's not that I don't want someone yang macam very you know proper, kacak masya-Allah. Tapi saya <laughs> saya rasa someone yang boleh um protect satu definitely and lebih appealing kepada saya yang boleh challenge I'm not sure but, but dalam case ni uh, someone imperfect but still challenge my thoughts and um, we can we can compete and synergy like bekerjasama bukan saja dalam membina keluarga tetapi uh, dalam thinking process contohnya kalau saya review film ataupun dia pun dalam bidang filem ataupun tak dalam bidang filem tak kisahlah tapi like ada 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 je Benda yang kita boleh Bincangkan dan men- Mencari Titik tengah Kalau Ada disagreement Titik tengah tu. Me-
0: Saya nak sebut Yeah uh, that's right That's right, absolutely so, right. Yeah absolutely yeah. right Yeah
2: exactly
0: That's great Well there you go Ladies and gentlemen Thoughts on film podcast <laughs> Not just about films. So you can also get Marriage <laughs> advice If you want Okay um, We move on from that Okay That was a very yes. interesting answer yes. We move on from that onto the other thing the other controversy yes. with regards to uh, uh, elite squad okay um, the fact that on screen at least kita ada nampak ramai anggota polis yang bersikap secara lah <laughs> when I say biadab tu, I mean um, they were very violent and brutal okay one of the main points of the story adalah the Pope wanted to visit Brazil he wanted to visit yeah. Rio and he wants to stay near the slum area the, near the favelas and so because of that ahli anggota Bob ni harus memastikan dan menjaga bahawa, uh, the Pope is gonna be okay right because they don't want him dead so so they have to protect the Pope right in his visit to Rio now
2: yeah.
0: the way they have done so is they decided to go against quite a lot of people Right, they they go against the drug dealers and then the illegal people and whatnot, and they did so in a very violent way. Then, ramai pengkritik ataupun orang yang mengkritik filem ini, uh, mereka berpendapat bahawa filem ini it glamorizes violence. What do you think? Does it show violence in a good way or does it show violence in a negative way? Apa pendapat anda? Hmm. saya say
1: rasa. As long as it's a fiction film hmm. Dalam Dia akan ada And To Apa Akan ada dramatisation To an extent Of course hmm. Kita tak boleh Kita tak boleh Tak lah benda tu <laughs> Sebab Pelakon semua terapi Saya rasa macam Because it's a It's a close adaptation Of a book Which And kalau kita sedih awak kalau kita Kita follow uh, Behind the scene Film ni pun Memang semua orang yang uh, uh, para pelakon dilatih oleh uh, memang uh, bekas ahli pop ataupun masih saya tak pasti hmm. tapi memang dia orang memang uh, bertejer samalah dalam kalau review yang saya baca tu uh, memang dia orang working together in order to come out with this um, realistic characters and pada saya kalau violence tak violence um, Positive or negative of the violence Macam ni lah Kalau kita <laughs> nak cakap pasal Negatif po- Positif Ada violence I feel like uh, They Sama je Kalau nak bandingkan dengan Video game entah Temp- mereka yang buat tu Semua yang ni uh, Lebih uh, real Bukan lebih real Memang real pun visual real, real in a visual way Of
2: course
1: hmm. uh, Dan it's It's Attract crowd Obviously Dan orang yang suka tengok film action akan rasa macam oh this is this is not it's, it feels real
2: hmm.
1: and I, I would love to watch it okay. tapi kalau saya rasa duduk dekat macam it's, it's a vicious um, bukan a vicious cycle it's uh, a an, an, it's an open-ending Questions of the matter of how um, violence in film actually affect.
0: yep absolutely right? it's a never-ending question but it is all the same a question that that should be considered, right? And I think this film raises that question very well. Okay, um, yeah. Um, the last point I want to make about this film. Oh, we lost Ezra again. I uh, tell you what, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a short break. Again, we'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Hello, oh, no. yeah. Yes Can you hear me
2: clear?
0: I can hear you right. very clearly and very well And we are going straight on air Alright? Yes <laughs> So <laughs> we're just going to keep on rolling until
2: yeah.
0: um, Well, until the episode is done Okay. Not until yeah. the end of time I was about to say we're going to keep on rolling until the end of time Tapi, it's not true Tapi, it's okay The last yeah. uh, point I wish to talk about the first film the theme, oh, the theme song the the, the tropa the elite rap song yang dipersembahkan oleh Tijuana yeah. uh, i tell you what Iza, it is you know <laughs> I, when, when i heard this song it's it's a very aggressive and a very fast paced kind of rap song i don't even yeah. understand what the lyrics are because it, they're in portuguese right but yes, it, um I tell you what It's just you know Kalau you pergi gym And then you Have your earphones <laughs> on And then you listening to this song right In addition yeah. to my wrestling themes Yang saya dulu Suka dengar dekat gym This is one of the songs That make me feel like Okay come on come on Go 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 yeah. <laughs> Oh insyaAllah Tell so, you yeah, what It's
1: like Same to me it's, it's very true SubhanAllah It's just like On replay in my head Like To be honest saya so, dah tengok film ni beberapa kali dan setiap kali macam mana setiap kali mula je lagu tu dia macam upbeat dan dia macam excited ni nak tengok film ni very fast paced very pom 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 pom
0: exactly and despite
1: tak malah, macam macam saya cakap lah dia, dia tak apa tak sengaja tak faham kenapa dia sebut <laughs> tapi very yeah very very the melodic tu sangat play and a role in actually giving a sense of sebab kalau kan like soundtrack ni dia ramai saya sebab saya teringat dekat uh, a talk on film article a few before where you and Adrian is it this name? I'm not sure
2: oh yeah uh,
1: yeah yang uh, he quote Lynch or Finch I'm not sure that, that he said um, film is actually 50% sound and 50% visual which I think this films subhanAllah subhanAllah Actually, give them um, reach or level up to the fifty percent of sound. Cause I still remember the soundtrack. You know, the sound young what to the <laughs> not, not so <laughs> sound very real and gory to me. And yeah, how how the click of the plastic bag, what to, much the torturous um scene and how yeah, I just love the sound and yeah it's, it's a very good effort
0: to actually make that uh, the sound design of this film so alright okay well there you go sound design and the song the Elite Squad sangat menarik. and we can say the same for Elite Squad The Enemy Within okay yeah yes. it's film kedua <laughs> and we're gonna be talking about the second film now we um, yeah. it, it kind of um, follows on the story a couple of years after that uh, This film was yeah. released by tw- in 2010 It was made largely by the same people, the same directors And a lot of the same actors as well uh, Mungkin secara ringkasnya, sekali lagi uh, yeah. uh, Ezra, uh, sila yeah. jelaskan kepada uh, para pendengar kita Tentang filem kedua ini
1: Okay, filem kedua ni apa yang menarik saya rasa Dan uh, secara ringkasnya ialah uh, kesinambungan oleh hidup uh, kesinambungan kisah hidup uh, uh, Captain Nascimento Nascimento sebelum ni dan sekarang kisah okay, lepas habis di-, di-, di squad satu uh, uh, film ni start dengan uh, berlaku satu pertembungan di dalam penjara bila mana semua drug drug lot drug lot ni semua kalau karakter- tay ni ada di dalam satu penjara dan pen- dalam penjara tu orang uh, memberontak ataupun diorang buat riot jadi Bob ni sebagai uh, officer uh, dihantar untuk macam uh, mana dihantar untuk macam mana meredakan perkara itulah hmm. tetapi ok wujudnya satu karakter baru uh, seorang aktivis um, fraga nama dia hmm. dan dia uh, dia percaya bahawa uh, polis ni macam polis this has done so much corruption and, and menghasil apa dan sepatutnya para orang drug law drug law ni adalah it's their human rights to do what they want anything kind
2: of and <laughs> start
1: dan start daripada situ <laughs> itulah saya macam mmm, larik-menarik buat tak perangga ni uh, dan sista, bermula daripada situ uh, berlaku uh, benda yang macam lah not as what they expected apabila both telah berlaku sangat violence despite fraga sudah meredakan keadaan di situ so daripada situ uh, captain arsimeto dah um, dia dah tidak bersama bob lagi tapi di ber, dinaikkan pangkat untuk menjadi sekretariat di dalam uh, maksudnya dinaik pangkat sikit lah, dia naik pangkat skill dia tetap dia dah tak on the ground hmm. macam sebelum ni
2: right. dan, dan
1: menariknya ialah apabila kita masuk je dalam elite squad the Enemy within Dia dah macam scope cerita tu dah berkembang sangat besar lagi dan sangat besar lagi apabila dia bukan hanya terlibat dengan drug lord dan polis korup tetapi politicians um senator yang memainkan peranan dalam menggerakkan cerita ni. Secara ringkasnya apabila <laughs> um okay. apabila Bob ni sudah membanteras um, semua karatai-karatai dadah di kawasan slum ni ok, so tak ada, tak ada, tak ada orang jahat dekat kawasan slum tu tapi apa yang terjadi ialah ingat balik watak polis-polis uh, yang korup dekat kawasan tu oleh sebab dah tak ada karatai dadah di kawasan tu mereka telah mengambil alih kawasan tu jadi berlaku satu transformasi ataupun satu bentuk ironi yang saya kira sangat menarik apabila polis-polis korup ni bertukar menjadi mafia kepa- di kawasan tempat tu so, Bob bukan saja telah membantu untuk membanteras um, Toki-toki dah ada kat kawasan tu <tosik> okay. yeah, yeah, e- so- <tosikasi> Toki dah ada Ya, betul Toki dah ada, betul Tapi membuka ruang uh, kepada uh, polis yang korak ni Untuk melakukan lebih banyak keganasan kepada Dan memang bertambah-tambah korak dalam kisah ni uh, jadi Ah, dia itulah. Menarik sangat dia. Skill dia bertambah dua kali lebih bukan dua kali macam dia bukan saja it's not about Nasi Nasimeto and the Bob and polis korap and drug lord saja tetapi polis korap bertukar menjadi mafia dan skill cerita ni meningkat mendadak.
2: Hmm.
1: Jadi itulah saya rasa. Okay. Dan dan subhanallah oleh sebab skill yang di, uh, despite the the skill of the film is huge it's it's the story is flows seemingly and uh, it just makes sense yeah uh, yeah okay. yep. there you go
0: it is a very interesting film kerana ianya um, sebenarnya cerita dia lain it, it's not the same as elite squad tema dia kurang lebih sama right mm-hmm. tapi approach the lain Watak dia sama, tapi watak dia pun dapat lain sikit, right? you mentioned earlier about Nashimoto dulu, his this boot on the ground kind of cop. Tapi sekarang dia telah dinaik jadi seorang administrator, okay? Uh, a kind of managers. So now his position is a bit uh, more different. So he has all these other things that he has to consider. Uh, and I think is very interesting. Filem yang di, uh, I think I mentioned earlier, released in 2010. Uh, final part of jose padilla 's trilogy on urban violence, which includes bus one Seven eight okay that 's his first feature film, and that was actually a documentary and it is spot pertama that was the second film so this mm-hmm. was the final part of this trilogy interestingly all right eleven point one million paying viewers the highest <sighs> grossing film of all time in Brazil according to the director as well all right um, highest grossing film uh, or the most watched film in Latin America as well so mungkin issue yang yang kita cakap sebelum ni di mana uh, para penonton yang menonton filem ini mereka secara tidak langsungnya mereka dapat membayangkan atau atau mengikut dalam fantasi yang telah dipaparkan di layar perak ini and it's not just in Brazil right? It's also in other countries around Brazil And this is something that, that makes me think That perhaps people from Outside of these kind of regions Seperti mm-hmm. Peter Bradshaw okay, He's I think An, an English journalist certainly based mm-hmm. with The Guardian which is a British newspaper
2: Yeah,
0: I'm not sure How much he's able to Relate Directly to what is being portrayed on screen So I think uh, issues like this mm-hmm. Um Kalau film ini sebenarnya kalau ditayangkan di Malaysia <laughs> atau Indonesia atau the Philippines and and whatnot, places where uh, the, the rule of the law and the enforcement of the law is not begitu keras right and mm-hmm. in fact we have you have you have uh, a police force or people in authority who mm-hmm. are well known for being bribed right for yeah. being corrupted so these are the kind of things uh, the kind of themes that I think is universal, uh, as at least in this case, more universal. It's not just a Brazilian thing, right? Um, you also mentioned earlier about the actors. mereka semua telah menjalani proses latihan di mana mereka dianggap sebagai ahli polis. yang benar. Um, in the sense that they went through the same kind of training, right? But yes. pun, um, I think ini mungkin akan membuat dia menjadi lebih gagah dalam but uh, pendapat awak tapi dia belajar jiu jitsu dari Rickson Gracie seorang pahlawan huh. MMA if i'm not mistaken a jiu jitsu fighter certainly uh, dari Brazil okay certainly yeah. a part of the famous Gracie uh, clan uh, they mm. have a lot of uh, the brothers are all macam <laughs> very famous for beating people up legally right <laughs> so that's that's interesting so he learned that from them i yeah. i wonder okay mm-hmm. Adakah ini sesuatu yang memainkan peranan yang penting Dalam pemaparan uh, Watak-watak yang menarik dalam filem ini Adakah Sebenarnya kalau kita di Malaysia kan right? In, in mm. Malaysia right now We have a lot of films like this juga. Okay, We have a lot of action films um, You have a lot of gangster films and whatnot. not Tetapi uh, The kind of dedication And when I say dedication I'm not talking necessarily about professionalism the, But the fact is Pelakon, para pelakon kita Sebenarnya saya rasa Mereka tidak begitu uh, Intensif latihan yang mereka telah terima Dalam penerbitan sebuah filem, Right Certainly yeah. not in this case So do you think This is actually An important factor Yang harus dipertikaikan Secara lebih mendalam Definite. Kalau kita nak Kalau kita Definite. nak meningkatkan lagi lah Film kita Kalau kita tak nak tak lah kot
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah
0: But what do you so, think misting,
2: uh,
1: Pada saya um, if, you, if you portray a character That is not That is as mere As lakonan Dia akan jadi sebuah lakonan dan hmm. Macam kita kita okay, oh kita tahu tu oh tu Ignomora. Tapi macam tak tahu apa Ignomora macam oh tu. Tak mesti tak nak quote sampai sampai anyway, Kalau kita kita kalau watak tu um menjalani latihan untuk menjadi sebuah watak yang kuat dalam dalam kisah ni sebab dia uh, trying so dia trying to actually be as close as possible to the real book, jadi benda tu efektif. Dan kalau kita tengok, kalau kita seingat lagi, saya baca mengenai um, filem bunuhan Apa yang didalui oleh uh, siapa nama? Ah, um, uh, Zahir
0: Azim. Oh, Zahir Azim ya. Yeah.
1: Ya untuk untuk mendapatkan tubuh badan yang macam uh, pendekar muatai. Dan mm-hmm. itu dia menjalani latihan dan dan ambik kelas bercakap bahasa selang apa selang stocker lah selang slang, <laughs> kelantan. <Okay. laughs> oh, what happened to my accent? Ah, selang kelantan. Jadi yang Benda tu jadi dia dia, dia, dia macam the level up ataupun dia dia push atau dia push kan kan apa? The character rely dia uh,
0: real reality. That. Alright, okay. The nah, the realness. The realness. Yeah. Okay. Uh there's there's a term yang ramai mm-hmm. uh, kita tahu kau ramai orang guna term ini. Tapi perkataan ini very similitude di mana uh, mereka macam cuba mengambil kira apa yang dipaparkan itu adakah ini dekat dengan reality seperti bagaimana kita faham atau tidak. Alright. So the level of very similitude lah all right the level of reality yang kita nampak right so i think this is certainly an important factor okay mungkin sesuatu yang harus lagi bagi mereka yang ingin <laughs> filem kill gangster ketiga <laughs> maybe i don't know but kill gangster kedua is actually pretty pretty good already right so it's it's not yeah. so bad it's not so bad anyways um so that's what they went through another factor yeah. okay mm-hmm. that i want to talk about with the second Edit yeah. squad film the anti-piracy tactics now film yeah. pertama it was pirated as we've discussed earlier so for yeah. the second film the producers took no chance whatsoever right a couple of points here that i've made here uh, basically dalam post-production tu, they have a special security team yang supervise the editing and the transporting of film reels okay now you might think lah kenapa dia orang nak shoot pakai filem ni well number 1 it looks good <laughs> people there pros and cons it looks good number 2 in this case kalau awak dah buat menggunakan filem all right it's difficult for you to copy the film dan memang sure. the production team pun Because they do prefer to shoot on film. But one of the advantages of film is that it's not like a digital copy of a file anywhere, right? You can't exactly stick a thumb drive into a computer and then steal the film reel, you know? So, (laughs) can you? I don't know. (laughs) People do some crazy shit these days. I don't actually know. But as far as I know, (laughs) you can't do that. So the physical reel itself uh, menjadi satu a kind of guarantee untuk memastikan orang tidak berjaya untuk mencuri filem ini right for the second time round at least um, and apparently uh, according to Jose Padilla uh, certainly at the time the film's release there, there wasn't a, a digital copy of the film available in Brazil in the sense that in Brazil memang tak ada digital copy of the film right they kept it in other places in other countries and Padilla actually kept a master copy in an undisclosed bank safe for security reasons right so it's gone to that stage where you're keeping your film inside a freaking bank untuk memastikan orang tidak mencuri right <laughs> the whole post production was done by the production company when i when when i say this i mean subtitling uh, color correction um, mm-hmm. you know the 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 audio sound design and mixing and all this kind of stuff yeah. a lot of a lot of uh, film production companies mereka biasanya akan um, sub contract somebody else to do it alright but this was actually how the first film was stolen in fact yeah, uh, exactly. for Wolverine as well if, if you remember uh, the film yeah. Wolverine uh, lakonan Hugh Jackman tahun 2009 saya. Yeah, the film was leaked online before it was released but the leak was actually not done by the production company, it was actually at one of the CGI companies, if I'm not mistaken. Alright. Uh, so these are all things that mm-hmm. basically these are all things that has to be considered. The more people who are involved in the production of a certain film, the bigger the risk. And so mm-hmm. to reduce the risk, the production team actually decided, you know what? <laughs> kita kita, kita Alright? Mm-hmm. And it's just us, right? So they rented yep an apartment specifically for this editing. Say we're apartment, um, unit lah, probably not the whole apartment ke right? but at the very least the unit and whatnot, only four people had access to the place using passwords, and uh, there were no internet access, right? and um, even handphones and whatnot, they have to be kept at the, the, the door by the security team, yeah. and so... Uh, another thing that they did was uh, cinema copies were mm-hmm. also marked okay maksudnya uh, there, there's a certain sure. apa, mark somewhere in the film so that kalau siapa-siapa yang buat akaman, but they sell it on the street they can actually trace the leak to well, the right help. cinema so that they can actually sue if, if there is a need for that okay, okay. so and you know, you might think this is over the top but the fact is <laughs> this film made more money than Avatar In Brazil. And in fact, it was the most popular. Probably still is the most popular film in Latin America. And interestingly, okay. Film pertama, 2.4 million people watched it in the cinemas. Film yang kedua, nearly five times that amount. Okay, 11, slightly over 11 million people watched it in the cinemas in Brazil. Now you might think, oh, banyak gila kan? You know, more than five times. Uh, Or nearly five times rather. Tetapi you have to consider dan tadi kita cakap tentang the people who saw the bootleg version right di antara 3 yeah. juta dan 11 juta orang di Brazil yang telah menonton filem Elite Squad pertama sebelum filem itu ditayangkan di panggung wayar jadi yeah. ini sebenarnya satu cara yang sangat menarik untuk memastikan bahawa filem anda tidak dicuri so
2: <laughs>
0: do you do you think I know this is what sound over the top What do you think we should do the same as a way of of ensuring um, because KL Gangster 2 was also leaked yeah. before it was shown in the cinemas. Alright, so we do see this kind of stuff happening. Um, is this the way forward? I mean, in, in a sense that is this the only way we can ensure that our film is not going to be leaked? about the banyak film in the leaked. I think recently uh, a couple of other films were, were also leaked online. and um, I think the Sony email hack thing had something to do with this I can't remember off the top of my head sekarang saya tak ingat but the fact is adakah ini caranya untuk betul-betul memastikan kita tidak akan ada masalah piracy ever again what do you think?
1: <laughs> wow untuk memastikan saya tak pasti sebab piracy akan bukanlah nak kata saya dah hopeless ataupun <laughs> I mean piracy is something that is like a something that is uncontrollable lah at, like uh, to an extent because hmm. people can people watch it, it um, dekat panggung and eventually it will you know be pirated juga at some point
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, tapi saya rasa kita se- sebagai filmmaker lah yang yang tahu hak dan um, menghargai karya yang kita buat of course kita kena kita kena avoid it daripada leak and I think perhaps that is not the only way but we need to like invest in giving a macam mana invest put some money in the security while delivering ke, ke. take that into consideration when budgeting because it's it's so important and ram, mungkin lama kita tak ambil point sangat benda tu
2: alright
1: Ini sebab tu pentingnya tak yeah. mungkin tak se sebab Ikutlah kalau budget filem Malaysia compare <laughs> dengan budget filem ni, <laughs> and, and of course lah film ni rasa or oh, dengan dengan uh, rasa padila, Jose padila rasa macam terkesan or oh, dengan um, yang li yang pertama tu, cause it's like I don't know because it looks to me that he is a very personal and macam uh, mana? This film is personal to him. Because it started with documentary, remember? Yeah. Yang bus 174 uh, two And then it's evolved into a fiction Two, uh, two fiction film Sebagai sequel And saya rasa It's an important film to him So, right. of course, he, he is You know, willing to go That crazy If I may say crazy it's, it's a legit thing <laughs> to do all this kind of thing for security reasons so I I oh this is interesting yep you definitely can if you have the money to follow his steps
0: okay all right Yep. very good yep. point uh, certainly something to aspire to something to bear in mind at least okay we're gonna take a yep. short break here all right and then we're gonna come back we're gonna be discussing some quotes from Jose Padilla with regards to Filmmaking Style okay, Kerana beliau ada satu style yang sangat menarik Jadi kita akan membahaskan hmm. style-style itu um, Dalam quote yang telah saya petik Dari beberapa buah interview yang berlainan So, tuan-tuan puan-puan sekalian Jangan ke mana-mana Kita kembali sebentar lagi Okay, tuan-tuan puan-puan sekalian Kita kembali sekali lagi Bagi segmen terakhir untuk episod ini Di mana kita akan berbicara ...mengenai yeah. cara penerbitan film dari Jose Padilla. So, this is the part where you yes. can kind of consider it as a kind of film school, right? Because we are filmmakers, okay, both yes. Ezra and I. Yeah. And we, we like to talk about the stuff that happens behind the camera as well, right? So, this, this is going to be quite interesting for the both of us. Hopefully for you as well, okay? Jadi, quote yang pertama yang telah saya sediakan ini, uh, Padilla said, I also like layers. I have a shot in Elite Squad where drug dealers are playing football, cops are running behind them and there's a ball yeah. behind them on another level. I like to give dimension to shots inside action scenes. It's demanding because you have to rehearse a lot of things happening at the same time and frame all those things in a shot. Ezra, what do you think about this? Yeah.
1: I I remember this scene, it's like actually the among the around like the first Sequences yang ada dekat dalam um, Elite Squad, um, the first one, year 2007. And I think it's 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 so it's a, it's something that we can learn from definitely. Cause saya sentiasa percaya yang kita kena treat kita punya penonton sebagai orang yang boleh berfikiran bijaksana mm. dan <laughs> uh, yang kita tak sepatutnya undermine the the the, the audiences punya cara dia orang interpret benda tu so yeah of course and um it's it's a it's a technique also of um for making yang kita boleh guna untuk letak foreshade
0: hmm right hello 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 Azza.
1: Hello yeah.
0: Okay let's continue. You said you said technique to use foreshadowing.
1: Yes, the, the foreshadowing technique. And um, I remember watching this same technique juga in the film by Altman, uh, the Long Goodbye, where watak tu dia macam ada tiga uh, ada tiga watak berdiri dalam di tempat yang berbeza. Satu dekat tepi pantai, satu dekat dalam rumah yang uh, dua dekat dalam rumah. Tapi shot tu tunjuk ke tiga-tiga Jadi um, Satu benda yang saya rasa sangat menarik Dan apabila kita Meletakkan um, Dimensi kepada Sesebuah um, Scene hmm. Ataupun satu-satu babak Yang bila mana ada lebih dari satu perkara Yang berlaku di situ hmm. Dan memberi sudut pandang uh, Yang lebih Dan it's always like Kan, kan, selalu kita, kan kita selalu sebut macam it's always more than one side of the story. So, this is what actually happening in that
0: scene. Alright. Yep. All right. Okay. So, okay. it does, it make, does make, make things seem more real. real. Yeah. Alright. Oh, okay. It's, uh, sorry, my voice is coming out again. <laughs> it's, uh... Yeah, I
1: can hear you from here like, kali. <laughs> hello,
0: hello, 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 hello. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs>
1: dalam
0: gua. dalam gua. Huh? Alright. Okay. The second quote um, Um, If you can try to reduce the problem From from your side Then that would be great I'm just going to try to continue The second quote is I don't actually like blocking actors I prefer giving actors freedom They don't have to step on a precise mark with me Instead of giving marks to the actors I like to give marks to the camera Hmm. Ah. How about that Ezra? What do you think?
1: I, yeah. I admire his style of camera work. If... Subhanallah. Tak tahu. Saya rasa sangat menarik. Mungkin sebab saya memang suka dokumentary and... Uh, kalau perasan... Uh, film, film dia ni semua... Uh, semua shot dalam handheld. Tak ada satu pun yang... Tak ada satu pun shot yang Static, ada satu lah sekali Dan satu-satunya shot static yang ada Itu pun dekat dalam elite squad yang Kedua, yang um, The enemy within, bila Kapten Nassim Mento sedang uh, Mempertahankan Diri dia dan memberi keterangan Di dalam uh, Dewan no? Dewan Parlimen Tak ada de- di sana, yeah. ah, satu-satunya Dan sebenarnya Satu benda yang sangat um, uplifting and because the director Jose Fadila give the, the actor to actually be be in character hmm. without thinking of course they're acting that's like that's like the the fundamental of it but apabila seorang pelakon diberi kebebasan untuk mem, mem, dan diberi kepercayaan untuk uh, menjadi watak mereka dan tanpa direction yang sangat khusus daripada daripada pengarah tu sesuatu yang saya kira power jugalah pengarah tu <laughs> yang dia sebenarnya boleh boleh control the the scene hmm. despite and, and uh, having giving a lot of freedom to the actor
0: ok the yeah. the the quote after this is kind of related so the just bear that train of thought in mind dulu ok ok yeah. Yeah. Um, bear that train of thought in mind That's, that's a very big thought Cuba Pegang kepada Kereta api pemikiran anda Typically on the set We do the screenplay version And then I say Okay, let's try something different I always do that And it invites the actors to improvise And Wagner Wagner Mura Is very, very successful At improvising Eza, yeah. is this something you would do for your own film? You have done a number now, huh? yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a number of a, a number of documentaries and whatnot, but yeah. but still, would you do the same thing? Or does oh. it take too much time to improvise?
1: No, I don't think so. I I think if if I were to direct a film, I definitely give the options for the director sorry, for the actors to, to be creative also. Mm. Like uh, I believe in their understanding of their own self playing the character. Mm. and definitely it's always it, improvising is something that humans do. Yeah. Like if you're so scripted and so like hundred percent into the script like kalau macam gonna dah macam macam gonna baris tu memang it's a very dialogue-driven kind of thing.
0: Um
1: improvisation might not be as um how do say effective as this kind of
0: film hmm okay this
1: type
0: of film a, absolutely yeah. I, I, I do agree with what you are saying I, I love that quote by the way improvising is something that humans do saya so rasa macam itu boleh dicetak kepada t-shirt yang <laughs> kita jual untuk you know for like 20 ringgit ke apa ke. Um, or apa <laughs> or maybe more than that right yeah, one of those shirts yeah. you can sell at Uniglo but the the point here is, I think mm-hmm. uh, I agree with you, I agree with him, but my approach is a bit more middle ground. Uh, yeah. Biasanya kalau saya, saya akan mm-hmm. cuba memberi ruang kepada dua-duanya di mana, uh, both the actors and for me. Uh, yeah. If I get, we, we do the rehearsal, kita baca skrip semua, but once we arrive on the set on the shooting day, right, mm-hmm. um, we will run through the scene, we will see how it goes, and then mm-hmm. I will also ask the actors okay how do you feel what what, what do you think what would you do you know Um, so I'm trying to get some approach from the actors as well then um, we do this a bit earlier before Mm -hmm. the the camera sets up because after I've decided after I've seen what they want to give only then I block them and I block the cameras and, and the lights and everything you know what I mean only then really? do I arrange stuff. So in a way, it's, it's kind of controlling. Macam memang telah di-plan pada But at the very least, yeah. the actors do have a chance to give the input. Because um, I do agree with the, with the, uh, This is the, the quote he said earlier. Instead of giving marks to the actors, I like to give marks to the camera. But in yeah. order to give marks to the camera, you need to know where the actor is going and what he's doing what yeah. he's going to say right so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is what I try to do so um, he his approach comes from his background juga sebab dia memang yeah. lebih uh, terjebak ke dalam pendebitan documentary sebelum dia buat feature film ni pun but, but even Elite Squad Elite Squad too. there's a very strong uh, cinema verite slash handheld slash documentary yeah. style ke, ke alright yang, yeah. yang awak nak namakan and what not yang memberi yeah. satu uh, Perasaan yang, yang lebih real, right? So, so it's it's a bit of both of reality as well as cinema as as we understand it. Yeah. So I think his approach is very interesting. Certainly something worth considering. Instead of the director as a dictator, right? In mm-hmm. this case, it's it's a more democratic approach. Um, yeah,
1: if yeah. Yeah, true. If I may add, like say baca review, buka review, uh, behind the scene, cerita yang baru saja menang best film dekat award. Baru-baru ni Can you use it? I'm not sure which one Oscar Bafta Or Golden Globe It's Boyhood By uh, Linklater yeah. And yang filem yang Dihebahkan Dengan pembikinannya Yang sangat lama Selama 12 tahun Itu yeah. Dan Saya sedia maklum Bahawa it, it's, it's A lot of it Is improvisation Juga Sebenarnya Sebab um, Watak Ethan Hawke Dalam cerita tu what to interview tu Dia kita tak ada Proper script Tapi um, Ding later Richard Ding later have a, have a Like a clear idea Of the narrative Of how it's going When mm. uh, Something is happening So it works for Like Some kinds of film To improvise But I guess yeah I completely agree with you To To, to have To have balance In both
0: Alright Okay Um, Another thing that is balanced is the approach to both films right? Uh, The final quote that we are going to discuss From Padilla with regards to filmmaking I try to make movies that are stand alone You can watch the enemy within first And the first film second It doesn't matter They are about different things Different angles on violence Even though they have the same main character Eza, do you think Yeah approach ini sebenarnya sesuatu yang kita harus uh, pertikaikan dalam perempuan sebuah filem. kerana sekarang kita ada banyak tengok sequel alright mm-hmm. a lot of films have sequels or remakes dan tapi for a lot of these films kalau kita tengok filem pertama filem kedua takkan uh, masuk akal which one do you personally think is the better way of of making a film jarak
2: saya rasa nak
1: untuk <laughs> membentuk membentuk satu kira uh, saya rasa kalau kita nak buat filem yang individual filem satu uh, dan filem dua dan boleh saja kalau kita nak tengok filem yang kedua dulu dan kemudian tengok filem pertama dia memerlukan satu jalan cerita yang munasabah lah boleh cakap satu satu proses ataupun uh, pembentukan naratif yang sangat Teliti hmm. Supaya benda tu um, Sebab benda ni Intertwine Interrelated With each other
2: hmm.
1: it, To a very Macam na, To a very um, hmm. Sebab so, this To an extent Which Because it's The same character And You know It's before and after Tetapi Kalau kalau kita tengok cerita ni sebab dia boleh gerakkan filem tu sendiri hmm. dan saya rasa tu sesuatu yang kita boleh cuba dan mungkin kita kena cuba banyak kali sebab bukan just sesuatu perkara yang saya rasa bukan, bukan mudahlah nak bentuk tetapi kalau kita betul ada satu team of writers yang memang duduk dan berfikir macam mana kita nak buat filem yang individual tetapi boleh Ada sequel atau prequel Ataupun kita boleh tengok Mana satu yang dahulu Sebelum Yang lain
0: hmm. Hmm.
1: Menarik
0: okay. right. Itu
1: yang
0: um. saya rasa right. Fair enough um, The final quote from him And for this episode I'm never going to do Elite Squad 3 <laughs> Because it doesn't make sense It's done <laughs> Now How do you feel? <laughs> do, you, do you want to watch A third film? And if so why?
1: Ah Hmm. I definitely want to watch the film. <laughs> I just feel like satu. I feel like a couple of the characters that is underdeveloped. Ah, uh, bukan uh, not underdeveloped. That is undermining uh, characters yang belum cukup puas lagi saya tahu kisahnya
2: that's sebab
1: uh, dalam kisah ni contohnya watak anak kepada. Colonel Nasir Nasimento dalam um elite squad the enemy within what happens after tak nak spoiler tapi what happen after the incident all
2: right, the, all
1: right. and what happen after what happened to his life because he came from a broken family of Nasimento and emaknya emaknya sekarang dah kahwin dengan Fraga which is a, a different different um different fathers we can say that different parents and how he grew up believing that his dad is doing something is not right and apa dia akan jadi lepas ni dia akan ikut jejak bapa dia menjadi Bob ataupun ikut bapa tirinya menjadi ahli politik dan saya rasa cerita, um, mungkin tak kepada Elite Squad 3 tapi lebih kepada satu cabang cerita lain yang memperkenalkan ataupun explore um more
2: on
0: this side characters okay yep. all right i tell yep. you what Ezra you better get down to the um, copyright office and then trademark or copyright <laughs> at least copyright not trademark copyright your idea because i'm sure <laughs> jose padilla can download episode podcast kita ni oh what is this um, what is this uh, podcast talking about you know my film malaysia <laughs> Yeah. I don't I, That's that's not Actual Real Portuguese I just made that Stuff up But still The point is He might listen to this And he might think Wow that's a pretty decent idea So you better copyright that idea Before he gets to it Right Anyways Ladies and gentlemen toda yeah. Papa um, yeah. Thank you very much For having spent your time with us uh, Ezra Thank you For your thoughts On these wow. films Okay um, i enjoyed this uh, the, this particular podcast i certainly enjoyed the films and i hope saya harap uh, bahawa episode talk some films pada waktu ini memberi anda keinginan untuk menonton filem-filem tersebut sebab let's face it di malaysia pun yes. kita ada banyak isu-isu yang sama juga ah <laughs> <Okay. laughs>
1: yeah so, so, so sebab dia sangat universal and connects to everyone dan kepada para pendengar ayuhlah dapatkan filem ni Netflix tak ada dekat Malaysia so saya tak tahu mungkin ada ada DVD copy yang ter boleh
2: cari
0: all right all right uh, Azam Mahmud baru saja mengesyorkan anda semua untuk menyumbang kepada piracy uh, piracy di Malaysia so tonton <laughs> pembaca sekalian terima kasih assalamualaikum dan salam satu dunia